KRCL champions building a more socially engaged Utah through locally driven programming that promotes music discovery and civic participation. Tune into KRCL on 90.9 FM for a curated mix of music, including at least one track by a Utah artist every hour. From alternative rock to reggae, blues to bluegrass, KRCL is here to bring you the greatest bangers all day, every day. Are you listening? This is Slug Soundwaves. My name is Sophia Scott. I am a musician here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am predominantly known to play in a band called Sheacock and the Rock Princess, uh, but I play in other bands too, other instruments and other bands. My music's very hard rock, punchy, and at times visceral. I have a very raspy voice for a trans woman, and so I just use that to my advantage. I like to model myself after that of Billy Idol and James Hetfield of Metallica, so to speak, but also like Joan Jett and other like metal singers, Otep. When I was growing up as a young taunt, I was introduced to Metallica and it was heavy, it was catchy, and unlike anything else that I had been listening to, you know, growing up around my parents' style of music, this was very different. I knew that I wanted it and needed it. I was a very angry child, (laughs) and I felt like that was like a mood that spoke to me. When you're when you're closeted trans and you don't know how to address it and you don't know necessarily how to express it, it gets tucked down into your being. You become very angry and bitter towards your peers because they call you gay and they tease you about being queer and all this stuff. And you know when you're when you're a child and you don't necessarily know the difference between like gender identity and sexuality you're just trying to live your life and i just came off very uh flamboyant and queer to a lot of my peers to the to the point where they would just make fun of me and i had no idea like how to express myself because i knew that i that i liked girls per se 
so I, I knew in my heart, like, I wasn't, like, a gay male, but I didn't necessarily know how to, like, express myself as female, you know, without all the social constructs surrounding it and telling me not to. So you need to act more like a boy. My true identity deep down inside telling me, no, you want to act like a girl <laughs> because you are. Genderfuck is the punk rock alternative pride kickoff party celebrating transgender and gender non-conforming performance artists and musicians. Spelled with a Q at the end uh, for censorship reasons. Uh, started out um, at the time I was in a band called Starbrats and that had just come out of the rock camp for women at the time now it's just called rock camp slc they do a an adult version of the camp we wrangle up a bunch of children ages 8 through 17 and teach them how to play in bands and their respective instruments they write an original song and perform it at the end of the week but there's also a an adult version of this camp that we that we try to do like in the late winter, early spring. So Starbrats came out of the very first version of that adult camp, and they asked me to play guitar with them. And we, we had a good year. There was this band that asked us to play. They had an agreement with the Urban Lounge that they had a once-a-month show that they would handpick bands from the local scene and feature them on their once a month show and it happened to be thursdays like the last thursday of every month or something like that this was 2018 and they gave us a list of all these dates that we could have picked from and at the time i'm in this other band shecock and the rock princess i've been trying to find uh, pride platform for us to play because you know we were a very uh, queer aesthetic band and uh, we needed to find our own place in pride but that wasn't happening so I thought the next best thing was to pick this date it so happens that there was the Thursday of right before pride on this list of dates that we could have picked to play with this cisgender heteronormative band and I pointed it out to the Star Brats and said, hey, that's the date that I've been trying to, like, get a show going. So at least let's take that show and make it, like, our own little, like, pride kickoff, at least within our band. And they were all about that. Some time passed, and then that band had to pull out of the their show. So we were the only other band on the bill, so they just gave it to us. And then Genderfuck was born. We took that date and then just brought Sheacock into it and stopped Karen. And this other cisgender heteronormative band, whom I will not name, but they, like another part of the story, 
that comes together full circle is that when I was trying to find a home, a pride home for Sheacock that wasn't working out, this other band tried to book us for like the Sunday before Pride, but Pride technically starts on the Tuesday after Memorial Day. And then the following Thursday is when like City Weekly would have their Pride pageant. They would call it a Pride kickoff party. And my concept was let's make Thursday the weekend. And I feel like Thursdays are like some of the best shows that I've ever gone to, that I've ever played, or I would just party Thursday nights. They were always like really fun. It just felt like like a precursor to Friday. So I thought it was perfect for like an outcast punk rock band to to have its own pride show, but not intervene with all the traditional pride varieties, so to speak. You know, you got drag shows and dance parties and pride festival and we weren't trying to take away from that but i was also trying to get it close enough to the weekend where it was relevant not on the sunday before <laughs> it's totally irrelevant it's memorial day weekend so nobody's in town so we're not trying to like play a show to an empty room like a pride show so but we were gonna go through with it anyway and it was kind of a hassle because they felt the need that they had booked the show for us that it would be like this pride event featuring this cisgender heteronormative band that didn't really sit well with me didn't look good in writing they called it a red all dress party like a red dress party or all dress party i got like a lot of feedback from my peers in the trans community saying like i don't wear dresses why would i go to the show I'm like, yeah, well, I'm sorry, I, you know, this, uh, I'll take care of it. There's just this, like, cisgender heteronormative band just trying to strong-arm a Pride event out of us. And uh, I, I told them that maybe we should feature Sheacock instead of this other, instead of your band name. Well, you know, seeing is how we booked it, uh, you know, we, but whatever, it's just for the cause, ha, ha, ha. Just like, yeah, dude, whatever. Everyone thinks your life's a drag, but you're having the time of your life. Knees together, stand up straight, don't curse you, the curse don't masturbate. My heels are high like a mid-April day. Stay out of my way, stay out of my way. When I ended up picking up that day with Star Brats, I moved the entire lineup over, but I held back on them, and I was even told that, you know, you don't even need to bring them into it. Well, just give them a chance. So I'll invite them over and say, hey, you can't play your hour and a half set, but I have 35 minutes for you to play if you still want to be a part of this bill and like an actual real pride event. So we just got really lucky choosing that date with Star Brats and then having to cancel the show and then just ultimately taking over the date. And from there, I developed a relationship with the venue owners and they just give me the date every year now and, it's, and Genderfuck was born and it will never die.
tricky because there's a lot of trans folks that I've spoken to since the inception of the original Genderfuck, where they felt like they didn't necessarily have a space to, you know, celebrate their own pride. A lot of the Pride Festival and, like, you know, the aforementioned dance parties and drag shows, all that didn't necessarily speak to a lot of these other trans musicians, particularly, but also just other trans people with, like, a punk rock mental attitude. None of them identified with any of the traditional Pride Festival fare of dance parties, drag shows, and Pride Festival. With taking up that space, even though it's it's just a Thursday, where it's like Pride Weekend is Friday, Saturday, and, you know, half a Sunday, starts to wind down at the end of the day, right? But we th- we thought taking up a Thursday, it's like, well, we won't step on in your toes, but we're going to take this Thursday over here and make like a little punk rock night. It- it's really super important to take up a lot of different space and offer different spaces for for people that don't necessarily like know where to go i you know and i didn't have that either and i kept looking around for uh places for my band to play and wasn't working out especially in the that pride space so ultimately we just had to create that for ourselves uh, because it wasn't being offered to us by anyone else We have our first bill this year of musicians. Everybody, every musician is trans. So it's come quite the ways from a cishet band trying to trying to start their own pride event with the assistance of a trans band, which, you know, they didn't really know nothing about. To them, we're just gay. Like, oh, I know this gay band, and we're going to do a gay pride event on the Sunday before pride. <laughs> Okay, cishet band, you're cool. Thanks for trying, but ultimately, yeah, it's it's a way to open up uh, new avenues of expression when it comes to exp- you know expressing your your queer in your queer, and and a lot of our attendees are encouraged to gender fuck themselves. So if they ever feel like expressing themselves as a gender non-conforming individual this is sort of a playground for that this year we're gonna kind of double down we've got a stacked performance lineup of six musical performing artists through a span of four hours so it's a lot plus we have four or five different drag performers and we're gonna have two drag shows one in the afternoon outside, and then the other one in the evening inside. And it's going to go extra long, and we also have a DJ this year, which we tried to do the first year. Um, so we're going to try to do that again and have our own little punk rock dance party. Different than other years, though, everybody is trans in the lineup, which is was ultimately the goal but for the first couple of years, yes, we did bring in a couple of cisgender heteronormative bands that were more or less allied. Um, but now we don't necessarily need their help. 
And in this new post-pandemic landscape of Pride, I think it's like really important for Pride events to be curated by people of that community so that the message of um, allyship is held to a little bit of a higher standard. I think especially right now with all the anti-trans legislation going on in the country, in addition to the right-wing talking points of anti-trans conversations uh, being dominated by the lot of like cisgender heteronormative like podcasters and comedians and this whole narrative is being taken over uh, by a lot of those people and not allowing other trans people to speak out. They just think that they like have all the answers and then they would never invite a, like a trans person to come in and possibly even challenge those narratives that they have and speak for themselves. So I think like with pride, especially coming out needs to be a stronger hall of queer people moving the, our own narrative forward. And if pride's our only platform really to do that once a year, then God damn it. We deserve every single minute of performance time, stage time, you know, and then any allyship would have to be like held to a higher standard if you're going to get on that stage because we don't have any time anymore to sit there and twirl our thumbs while like all this anti-trans legislation is being passed in the country. Pinkest Punk is a song that was originally conceived by the notion of me getting a lot of flack and heat from my peers about wearing pink all the time. And I kept telling them, hey, pink is punk as fuck. And uh, I became just like the punk rock princess because I would wear pink unabashedly and just throw it in people's faces. And for some reason, they would just get really upset. Or they would, like, really love it. It was, like, a strong emotion one way or the other. And then they would come and push those emotions on me just because I'm wearing pink. Like, well, you can wear pink, too, if you'd like to. Don't be stuck in your ways or anything like that. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a color. Um, But for some reason, it just brings out high emotions with people. So I just had to write a song about it. And this is Pink is Punk. Punk is all the rage We are the ones who rattle in the cage Dare to be different Not as easy as I think We always float as close as close to pink But stand up and stand out
You can find me on the Instagram at Sophia Scott Rocks. That's Sophia with an F. Scott with double T. Rocks. Spelled just how it sounds. You can also find Gender Fuck with a Q on Instagram at Gender Fuck with a Q. And you can find also Sheacock on the Instagram at Sheacock.band. You can also type that in your URL, Sheacock.band, and a whole website will come up. It's great. Genderfuck is always the Thursday right before Pride Weekend this year in 2022. It is June 2nd, starting at 6 p.m. at Urban Lounge. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soundwaves, please take 60 seconds to write us a review on iTunes. Representation matters. It matters in age, race, skill, experience, opinion, and thought. W Collective Company aims to acknowledge and celebrate women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. Head to utah40over40.com to learn how to be part of this movement.